Hello and welcome to Squid Pro Quo, a Squid Game podcast where there are only three rules. One, a player is not allowed to stop podcasting. Two, a player who refuses to podcast will be eliminated. And three, the podcast may be terminated if the majority agrees. I'm Sean. And I'm Mike. With the Squid Boys. Squid Boys. Squid Sean, I want you to know. What's up? Every time you read those rules. Uh Uh-huh. When you say one, I put up one finger. When you Ooh. say two, I put up two fingers. Ooh. And when you say three, I put up three fingers. And so if you all would like at home to follow along, <laughs> you are more than welcome to put up one, two, and then three fingers, as Sean says each rule. Yes. I'm going to start you're doing welcome. that for the last two episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah now, that <laughs> now that I've revealed this trade secret to you uh, seven episodes in. Yeah. Now is the time to do it. Maybe you'll be ready for season two, dude. Season two. So, uh, for uh, I don't know if you saw. Um, I think we talked about it a while ago. The creator was at something, and they they said that they were like, "I'm working on season two. and like, uh, you know, I'm I'm working on it or whatever, and we're gonna do it. I don't know if you saw after that. Netflix was like, that's not official. We we haven't signed anything saying we're going to do it. Of course, we'd love to work with him again. And if he has an idea for season two, we'll talk with him about it. But they they really, after he came out and he was like, I'm working on season two, we're doing it. Like, it's I, I'm confirming that it's happening. They kind of stonewalled him really hard. Like, mm, the Netflix I uh, why executives. They were like, oh, you know, it's not official. We haven't signed anything. But, like, if he does want to do something, you know, we'd love to work with him on it. So here's my question for you then. Mm-hmm. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson, star <laughs> of the hit Netflix movie Red Notice, actually the most popular Netflix movie of all time, the most watched Netflix movie of all time. So if Dwayne Johnson came out and said, hey, everybody, this is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You might know me from WWE and my massive, I was going to say films, but I feel like I should say cock there. I was, uh, like, my massive I was cock. thinking massive dong. <laughs> Massive Dong and Jungle Cruise. Uh-huh. Uh, and Jungle Cruise. And the and the most popular Netflix movie of all time, Red Notice. We're making Red Notice too. It's happening. Do you think Netflix does that to Dwayne Johnson, what they just did to him? I I think if they have not signed anything official yet, they do the same thing. You think they'd stonewall Dwayne the Rock Johnson? I think they'd be I think they'd no, I think they would. Star of the hit game Fortnite. Because because they've I've seen them do stuff like oh God I hate that you just said that but I've seen them I've not them but I've seen studios do the same like and what Netflix said about Squid Game was a pretty standard fair response to any actor or whatever that's like yeah we're, we're gonna do this I've got some Sean, ideas for this so we're gonna do it it's like a he's Black Adam <laughs> who fucking cares dude Pierce Brosnan is Doctor Fate like I don't even know who what that is I don't know what Doctor Fate a, is he wears like a but, helmet. <laughs> And he's it's Pierce Brosnan. I think yeah, I think Pierce Brosnan's gonna play him. He's in the um, he's gonna be in the Black Adam movie. Hang on, I'm gonna send you a picture of Doctor Fate. I was gonna tell you a story about Dwayne the Rock Johnson's armor for Black Adam, but I'm gonna tell you a story about Pierce Brosnan now instead. <laughs> okay. So when I worked on a cruise ship, oh yeah, I know Doctor Fate. He's in Injustice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I worked on a cruise ship, um, in Hawaii, every time the cruise went out. They had this big point of pointing out Pierce Brosnan's house because you could see it from <laughs> from the ocean because it's like such this this grandy because you know he all his Bond money okay yeah yeah, yeah. actually probably probably is missed out fire money too but 
you could see this giant mansion from the fucking ocean from the cruise ship and they'd be like and now on your left is pierce brosnan's house <laughs> and i was like what a fucking legend dude that dante's inferno money just yeah. fucking buying him a fucking mansion dude what a legend that thomas crown affair money and you are most likely gonna see him throw hands with dwayne the rock johnson in the black adam movie wait who's the hero in this movie i I assume it's I assume it's Black Adam, but he's gonna be like kind of like a bad guy. So, the, my story I was gonna tell is that Dwayne the Rock Johnson put on the suit and they had padding in it, and it pissed him off. So he ripped all the padding out. Yeah, that sounds right. And then got so yoked that he just burst out of the suit with his own muscles. I mean, he's Dwayne the Rock Johnson, dude. He's he's incredible. Yeah, he's I was gonna say incredible. Dwayne the Rock Johnson of the Tooth Fairy, but that's Vin Diesel. Don't get those two confused. Wait, is it really Vin Diesel and the Tooth Fairy? I think so. Dude, I thought... Wait, now I'm... Oh, oh hold on. I really thought it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The one of us... Tooth. One of us is looking pretty bad right now. You're right. It's not... It's at, it's at least not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wait, no. Am I thinking The Pacifier? Oh no. No wait, it is him. Why didn't Tooth Fairy yeah, show up? I was when thinking I... I was thinking the pass I was thinking the pacifier. What's the pacifier? It's a movie where it's basically you know the old movie Mr. Nanny starring Hulk Hogan? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a movie where Vin Diesel has to babysit people, but he's like a macho mm. man. Like uh like uh Kids, I mean not people. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Like Mr. Dad. Yeah, yeah, like Mr. Dad. I don't know what that is. I made that up. No, I think it's a th- No, it's not a thing. Wait, no, it's a 1983 movie <laughs> starring Michael Keaton. Michael anyway, Keaton. Squid, Squid Games. Squid Game. Let's talk about Squid Game. Dude, this is the furthest we've ever gone off the rails. I don't think so. You told a spaghetti story about shrimp but one that time. That had, and- again, there was a connection there. Yeah, our connection is Dwayne The Rock Johnson, star of the hit movie Red Notice, now on Netflix, the most streamed movie in the first week of all time on Netflix. The site that also hosts... Also Ryan Reynolds and Gail Godot. I think it's Gal Godot. You say Gail, I say Gal, let's no, call the whole we, thing off. Anyway, we, we said Sean, the opposite. What, Anyways. What kind, of, what kind of Squid Game notes do we have? We have comments from the peanut gallery, I mean Discord. Uh, people sending in sending in their thoughts on the games and and some other stuff. Uh, our our good friend. We're gonna start off with our good friend Fabio, which I think I said good friend last time, and you yelled at me for that. No, he's a good friend. All right, good friend, good friend Fabio. Fabio. Uh, great musician. Great musician. He said that uh, he was going to just catch us up on all the games. Okay. So he said in red light, green light. He says, I think I would realize the situation. Adrenaline tends to help me focus in tense situations. I'm going to say I'd live. Uh, in Honeycomb, he's... I don't know. I don't know, Fabio. <laughs> well, well here's, the thing. here's the thing. Honeycomb, all he said was, I'd fuck that up immediately. Hands would be too shaky. Dead. For tug of war... I mean, that's fair. Yeah. For tug of war, he said, I think I would realize a similar strategy that the winners did, but I don't trust others to accept it as a smart strategy, and I'm not super strong, so I'd probably die. Well, actually, he said, he said so I'd prob die, but in my mind, I, I lengthened it to the full word and then said it. 
Good editorial, Sean. You're welcome. But I gotta keep this. I gotta keep the the letter correct. I wouldn't do that right. to my to my boy Fabio, um, uh, fellow Michael Giacchino, the Giacchino uh, Stan. <laughs> For Marvel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, guys, this Michael, podcast has been fun while it lasts. <laughs> Michael Giacchino Stan. I Stan Michael Giacchino. Anyways, Marvels. He says, I think I would die. I'm not unlucky, but I'm def not a lucky person. So betting on evens and odds sounds like a rough time. How are you going to say I'm not unlucky, but I'm not lucky either? What is that like? I mean, he's neutral luck. Does that exist? Does luck exist? Mm. I don't think I would cheat like Song Woo, but if I was with number one, I would probably use the dementia to my advantage. And then he just hey, posted man, the sag emote. I would too. Yeah. I'd fool that old man. I'd be like, yo, you said odd. And he'd be like, I did? <laughs> and I'd say, yeah, you said odd, old man. How many did you bet? I don't remember. Oh, you bet all 10. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That was stupid. <laughs> Give me all your marbles, you fuck. I don't like how enthusiastic you are about this. There's like no regret hey, in your voice right now. Hey, man. If you know what I know about this old man, you know he's a trickster. Okay. And I'm taking all his marbles. Anyways, Fabio fin- finally said, if I actually found myself in the games, there's a part of me that thinks I would dissociate from the whole my actions result in people dying aspect simply as a con- subconscious defense mechanism and just push forward. I agree with this. Then if I once... I've, I've said this. <laughs> you have said this multiple times. Then if I once somehow, it would fuck me all up at once after I got out. Probably. Yeah. But you'd have a lot of money. You'd have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You could get therapy. But would yeah, you? Dude, could you? Could you I get mean, therapy after patient, this? Patient doctor confidentiality, dude. I feel like... I feel like if you went to a therapist with this, it might do you more harm than good. Why do you say that? I feel like, I feel like they might just be like, you're crazy. Yeah, but it's not like they can put you in a loony bin. You're a therapist. That's true. They could recommend you get more psychiatric help, That's but they true. could just yeah. do it to you. Yeah. Unless they think you're going to harm somebody, I guess. Which, if you're talking about how you killed a bunch of people in these games... You, you, you skim, <laughs> Sean, you skim the details, you okay? You skim the say, details. Oh, I have a friend. Oh, and then someone stole all the old man's marbles <laughs> and he died. I have a friend. You, you Spider-Man to it when Spider-Man's at the doctor and he's like, I have a friend who has this dream about being a Spider-Man. You do that. Yeah. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good call. So Korn also caught us up just on, like, on a bunch of stuff. So Korn first of all said... For time travel, I never mind. I'm not going to read this part because it's about the whole saving Hitler thing, and we don't have time to explain all of that. Uh, time travel for real, Corn said. I would def- I would definitely go back and bet on something to win money. I wouldn't want to alter anything that could disrupt my current state of being as far as marriage, family, child. But I'd want to be where I am in now in life, but with a shit ton of money, potentially with my own event planning business at this point, and not working for one. That seems like a pretty decent goal. Yeah. You're not trying to like mess everything up, but you're like, I could use a little little extra cash. Right. That's what I'm saying. And then you were like, wouldn't you go get kill Hitler? And I'm like, why? He's already dead. (laughs) We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't do this. We'll never revisit the Hitler topic again. (laughs) 
Never again. But if you want to see more discussion of time travel and Hitler, just join the Discord. <laughs> or listen to last week's episode. Yeah, or just give it a re-listen. Come on, give it a re-listen. Uh, she went on to say for when it comes to killing in the games, like Fabio said, I think I would completely disassociate with the fact that my actions were killing people because I would want to do what I could to survive in the moment. I'd be traumatized if I was the winner and was the only one who got out alive, though. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and then uh, I agree. Her theory from Marbles, she says, the only scenario that would really fuck me up would be if it was me against Frank or against one of my siblings. I... <laughs> If it was me against Luca, I'd obviously take that L. So not really a scenario I'm imagining before one of you sick fucks think I'd off him because I didn't mention it. LOL. I'm going to be honest, Corn. I wasn't ever. I would never have <laughs> yeah. brought, brought that up. I, I cannot think of a... Corn might need some help. <laughs> I don't I don't know what scenario would have to occur where, Lu- occur, occur, occur where Luca would be in the games with you. Like, why would Luca be there? Yeah, I don't, I, why would the baby be in the killing <laughs> what, game, Corn? What is the... <laughs> now I'm imagining, I'm imagining the dude from the first episode going up to a baby. <laughs> would you like to play a game with me? And he's like, goo goo gaga. <laughs> and they're like, oh, hell yeah. Can you imagine? How'd the baby make it through the other <laughs> yeah, games they, to get to this point? The baby made it This is insane. Marbles. There's a baby here. Is any? I know this is all fucked up regardless, but is anybody questioning this whole thing with the baby? <laughs> like, why is there a baby here? That's like that's like if they were to do like, like if Family Guy were to do a Squid Game episode, like that's a bit they do, right? Where they'd Lois, be like, "What's the deal with this baby?" They'd get to an episode. They'd get to like they're like six games in or something, and they'd be like, "Is anybody?" Oh, and Stewie's there. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, Stewie would be there. Yeah, they'd get, but they'd, they'd like get through a bunch of games and somebody would go, has anybody thought about why there's a baby here? You know, like, mm-hmm. like why? I'm, yeah. I didn't think to bring this up six games ago, but like, no. this is kind of weird. Hey, Lois, this is kind of like Danganronpa. <laughs> like, just, just family guy making references for reference sake. <laughs> and, then, and then like, Brian's like, actually, Peter, it's more like battle royale, and they're and they're just fighting over what killing game it's like. I'm trying to think anyway, of a third uh, killing game that Lois would then be like. Actually, I was thinking more whatever. You know what I'm saying? I can't think of more killing games right now. A uh, saw. It's like saw. I Peter. was thinking more saw. No, 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 not saw. Yeah. You know. I, anyways, <laughs> this is a great. But this is. This is a bit so good Family Guy would never use it. Anyway. <laughs> Corn finished it off by saying, also, did someone say Grinch? Uh, I don't think anybody said Grinch. Uh, Wait, why did she say that? I, what? I don't know, dude. Like, I know she has a fetish for the Grinch, but why did she say that right now? I don't know. Hold on. I have to look. I'm not looking at the Discord right now. I have to see. <laughs> yeah. I just take Sean's word for it, guys. He could be completely lying. I am. Nobody talks in that channel. I don't I Oh, Egg of Nog said Squid Grinch. I don't know why he said it. I, it's even more confusing now. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, what did Jip, what Jip, did Jip said say? if I were playing let's, let's get to what Jip said. It's gonna be really good. Jip two fourteen said if I were playing marbles, assuming it's with someone I'm close or with slash fond of fond of? Who says fucking fond of? I'm very fond of you. Jane darling. fond of. 
I, my, my darling, I must go off to the Second World War, but uh, first I must tell you that I am very fond of you, and if I return, I would like to take you out for, for dancing. John, this is a really good bit. <laughs> being, I hope you have more of it. Are you being sarcastic? Uh, the time will tell. Anyway, uh, Chip uh, said, I wouldn't be Chip able to what? play. I wouldn't be able to play any game unless it's completely RNG. Even odd or even would make me feel too guilty. I think I try to convince them to flip a coin, or, coin or something like that. That is okay. Yeah, yeah okay. I, yeah. Cut that part out. Anyways, and then Jim said, if it were my fiance, I'd let her live in a heartbeat. Aww. Coward. That's cute. That's cute, Jip. Jip, not as not as heartless as number 69. Oh, God. We're going to find out more about that in a minute. Anyways, that's it. That's everybody. Thanks for... F- anyway, guys, please comment on stuff so we can make fun of you like we just did to everybody there. Uh, I'm very fond of the Discord. <laughs> I'm very... F- I'm very fond I'm of very you. Very when fond you, of you. I come back from World War II, <laughs> I'd like to take you dancing. You know, because they're like really old, and that's what they did, like in old. That is true. Olden times. They danced. <laughs> they just danced the night away. Yeah. So this episode of Squid Game, episode seven, <laughs> is called VIPs. It is. You're right. It is, and they're they're kind of the focus of the episode. Unfortunately. But our cold open shows our sweet, sweet boy Ali. Oh, yeah, that fucking put in one of the gift caskets and taken away from the the Korean town. And then it, it pans up to the front man who's standing in a balcony kind of watching, and he gets a call. And he or he on his radio and he says he says, Have we have you found the intruder? And they're like, no, not yet. And he goes, find him. The VIPs will be here soon. And that's the cold open. Not really a super exciting cold open. Just we get to see Ali one more time and we're very sad about it. Fuck you, Sangwoo. Now that you've done that voice for the front man, I really want to take a scene from Squid Game like of him, but then just put like Kylo Ren lines over it. <laughs> It is kind of Kylo Ren, isn't it? Yeah, a little my, bit. My deep, my deep mask voice is always Kylo Ren. Just, Ray, I'm, I'm running the Squid Game now. <laughs> like, Song Wu, leave the past behind. <laughs> Kill it if Kill you, it if you have to. to. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a really fucked up cold open. Um, yes, yes, because our boy Ali's down there. Moving, moving after the credits, we uh, see our, um, friends. Walking into their living quarters, and who is there but two twelve herself? Me, Neo. Uh, I'm who is alive, mm, and she gives a kind of kind of speech to mm, Daksu and the rest of the crew who are alive. I've never been she, so angry in my life. <laughs> she's kind of like the last person that gets picked at dodgeball. Yeah. And how awesome that is, but also how terrible that is. Yeah, she says that the, but it saved her life. She says the guards say that there's a rule that you don't abandon the weakest kid. Right. Uh, right. Which, fuck you. In this case, you should have. I hate her. I hate so much that she just got a free pass. Uh, yeah. Makes me very upset. So that means there are 
17 players left. 43.9 billion won. Sean. I don't know how much that is in the U.S. dollar. Yes. But it's a lot. And I stopped checking. So I did too. I don't uh, know either. I would buy a time machine <laughs> and go back. No, 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 no. And take down Hitler. Before, uh, before or after? You just have to wait and see. <laughs> uh, so uh, we we get to, um, you know, Gihan, who's, you, who can tell is very shaken about, everybody's kind of just sitting in a circle, and Gihan's very shaken about the fact that he had uh, to let number one die in this scenario. And Song Woo, kind of a dick, says, hey, man, stop worrying about it. Look at that guy over there. His partner was his wife, and he points at number 69. <sighs> he had to kill his own wife. Yeah. But it's kind of he's kind of doing the thing where it's like, hey, man, you shouldn't be depressed. Your life isn't so bad. There's homeless people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, he's kind of doing that thing. Uh, it's like the trauma competition thing. Right. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm really... My, I just watched this episode, but my mind is kind of like, wait, what came next? So... At, uh, the VIPs arrive next, right? Well, no. So there's a scene before that that I... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. There's the phone. The yes. phone scene. So the front man's phone's ringing again, and... Before he picks up the phone, he kind of hesitates, and he picks it up, and he says something. I don't even remember. It's I have it the... written down because I think it is important, oh, okay. and it's something okay. I did not pick up on until this watch through. He says, oh, I'm glad you're enjoying the show, sir. The host is waiting for the VIPs to arrive. Now, I think that is important. And I, I, we won't be able to get too far into this, but it implies that there is somebody above him, but there is somebody above him that is not the same person as the host. Yes. And I think that's important, and that's interesting. Okay. You're right. You're right. It is. So he puts the phone down the right way, and he walks to the elevator, and he goes, I know you're in here. Oh, you know, it's just, so just fucking like, cool. You, you were good, but you weren't that good because I always put my receiver down the right way. And then he talks about how his specific gun, his bullet from his gun is specific to uh, South Korean cops. Yeah. Why is there a cop here without a partner? And he does, he searches through all the rooms and he gets to the record room where uh, Junho is hiding, but he gets called away because the VIPs arrive and he notices some stuff has been fooled with. But he, he, he runs off because he has to welcome the VIPs in. Mm-hmm. And, and he so power the VIPs walks out of there, there, dude. He moves. Yeah. Dude, honestly, he's a terrifying individual. He is. Dude, when he whips his gun out and he's, like, clearing the apartment area, yeah. that shit's horrifying. He's terrifying. He's a large man, and he's scary. Yeah, and he's, like, trained. And he's good, like. Right. Yeah. He's skilled. Yeah. He's got a very particular set of skills. Yeah, yeah. So the high rollers show up, and they're in bedazzled animal masks. And uh, what, what do you think of these guys, Sean? Just, just first impression. I think that... I think that the creator of this show is definitely... Definitely exaggerating to make a point with them. 
I think it's intentional that they are oh, they're very overacted and very overplayed, and I think that is on purpose. Okay. So you think you think it's on purpose? You I, don't think it's like just it has to be right. He, he has a bad impression of of who how American people act. Uh, well, I think the thing is that they're not and all rich people. American. They're not all American. That's true. They're and not all American. We're gonna like. It's not the only rich person in this show. You, That's true. You know, uh, so, that is true. So I I think these people are overacted. To, to prove a point or, or for, for some sort of, I think it's on purpose. I think they're supposed to be ridiculous. I hope they're supposed to be ridiculous. Because <laughs> uh, the alternative is that they really missed the mark with these guys. Right. So they walk into this theater area that has a screen and one of them starts cussing up a storm because he bet a million dollars on number 69 who is attempting to commit suicide. So something we did uh, skip out on, and I, I just, I remember it because I wrote it down as a note because I wanted to ask the question, but before number 69 decides to take his own life, he begs with everybody to end the games. And Sun Yeah, you know what? Like, I skipped quite yeah. a ways ahead. I skipped quite a ways ahead. You're right. I think I'm that's looking the at only, my notes now. I think it's the only scene you skipped. At least that's no, the only scene I have notes on. for that you skipped. We, I definitely skipped more because okay. in this time... He, they find a body. Oh, yes. He gets called away because they find a body, not, not because, because the, the VIPs VIP. got there. Yes. Yep. So I screwed up. So okay, rewind. He leaves the records room because they found a body, and they find the body that Junho threw over the boat at the beginning of the season, mm -hmm. and he switched clothes with, but oddly left his oh, wallet in these clothes. That's who that was. Yes. I thought it was the guy he shot below and i was like man they really started eating up his body quick no it was the guy he dumped okay. in the second episode that or makes the third a lot episode. more sense okay yeah yeah yeah. because like he, there's like and pieces he, of his there's face crabs missing. all over him and yeah 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 but that's why he has his identification on it and the front oh, man seems yes. a little shooken about the identity of this person yes uh, he just he, he quickly is like oh god burn the body and he, he runs off yeah i completely because then i believe that. the the VIPs have arrived at that point. Yeah. And then when, um, when Song Woo is talking to Gihan, they're eating raw fucking potatoes. Yep. I, I just have in caps, raw potatoes, question mark in, in my, in my notes, because you know, they're, they're obviously beyond treating these contestants. Well, right. And they're literally just eating raw potatoes, Sean. Sean, have you ever eaten a raw potato? No, I, I don't know how you could ever do that to potatoes. I mean, uh, you got to boil potatoes? them, mash them. You got to stick them in a stew, dude. Like, Saibiuk in particular seems to be struggling with her potato. Uh, I think she's she, struggling for a lot of reasons. I don't know if it's exclusively that she's eating a raw potato. Well, she's like taking little nibbles off of it. And she, I, 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 don't, I don't know that I could even do that. Yeah, I, I think she's more fucked up number. over <laughs> the other girl that sacrificed herself. I don't know. She's trying to eat. Yeah, the but sixty nine. He hasn't touched his water or his potato. I I think I, I at least I read her taking the little nibbles less as her struggling with a raw potato and more her just like not having much of an appetite and feeling kind of sick about what happened. How could you have an appetite for a raw potato, dude? I <laughs> I think you're really hung up on the raw potato of it all. 
Dude, that sounds like the worst thing of all time. Uh, they they just lost a lot of people they really care about. Bring me back the the hard boiled egg and the soda, dude. That looks like a fucking feast compared to this potato. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm just saying. Uh, you know. So, like you said, number sixty nine starts pleading with everybody, the other 16 contestants, saying, hey, we should stop the games. The dub's pretty bad. Yeah. Like, it's not good. Yeah. But basically his point is, you know, I, you, the people that are closest to you, you just had to let them die. Are you okay with this? And Song Woo gets up and goes, like, full anime bad guy. Yeah. Like full anime bad guy, and it's just I am like the villain grabbing now. him. Yeah, and he goes so that and he like points at the money while grabbing him, and he's like, "You think you think that you should have died instead of her if this is how you think?" Oh he, yeah, he, yeah. He says that to him, and he he goes, "Do any of you want to give up now that you've gotten this far? You know, and this is about that money." And da, da, da. and he goes full anime villain. And it's like, holy shit, this guy's come a long way. And to your point in previous episodes, he possibly has been like this the whole time. He's just finally, uh, he's finally in his element. Well, I will, I will present you with the question. If this guy is on the floor in front of you begging that we just end this, I mean, where do, what side are you on? Are you like, all right, if, let's end it? Or are you with Song Wu? Like, we fucking got this far. We're going to finish this. Okay, so whenever you ask me these kind of questions, uh-huh. to clarify, I always think, okay, if I'm Gihan, what am I doing? Okay. Because he's, like, the main yeah, character. Yeah. He's the person we're supposed to identify with the most, right? Yeah. I I have to keep going. Yeah. At this point. At this point. At this point, too uh, too much has been lost. It would, it, it's, so I'm just going to leave and not get any of that money, the, the, all the things I've sacrificed and all the people that have died. You know what I mean? So I, I'm with Song Wu, but he didn't have to be a cock about it. You I, know, I, he didn't have to scream at the guy. I agree. I think at this point, if we're after the marble game, I think at this point I'm like, all right, I'm sticking through this. I'm going to get this money, and like, I'm going to use that money to help the people, like maybe like the family of... The person that I had to kill during the marbles, like at this point, somebody I cared about is, or, or I was at least somewhat close to, has died in this marble portion of the game. I'm I'm gonna see through the rest of this so that they didn't die for nothing, you know. So uh, yeah, I, I agree. But here's the thing: say you're Song Wu, uh-huh. who we found out the prize money isn't even enough to cover. That's true. What he owes. That's true. This guy's a sociopath. He's nuts. Like at this, this point, isn't gonna fix yeah, his life. That's true. At this, this point, the, why are you still going? Why are you, why were you in this in the first place? You're not even gonna get enough money. And I guess like it's like, well, it's it's close, right? But no, like you're gonna get arrested. Like it's like, what are you doing? What a psycho. I yeah, song was sucks. Yeah, he's the worst. Anyway, the VIPs show up. We already talked about them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we see number 69 trying to off himself by hanging himself from one of the top of the beds. Uh, I will say also uh, one other note I had. Sorry. Uh, when the VIPs are coming in, they say something that I just, I just picked up on again. Like I, I picked up on for the second watch, which I thought was really interesting. 
One of them says, the games this edition have been amazing. And then somebody responded, the contest in Korea was the best. So... I think I think they mean the little Korea. Do that, is that what you think they mean, or do you think they mean yeah. that there's more than one of these? I don't or think that so it's because like the way an they, Olympics thing where they move. I mean that could be, but I I think they're just referencing like the little Korean okay. town that they just had the marbles game in. I I would agree. That's probably what they were meaning, but I think this is also another thing like. Where we're, if you come back for a season two, you could be like, no, this is what they really meant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he could take it. He could take it a couple ways. Also, uh, it's important to mention that the front man has to apologize for them, but that the host is not there and he has personal matters to deal with. Yes. And so he will not be there, but they'll still enjoy the show. Hmm. So. Like I said, the one guy bets on 69, he decides to end his life and <sighs> all of our. Uh, all of our contestants wake up in the morning and find his, the guards are coming in with a coffin and they turn around and you see him hanging, uh, takes his shoes off, which is a, um, I, I believe is a common thing for people who are committing suicide okay. in, in that side of the world. Okay. Um, which they use, you know, we're going to talk about this, but in the game they play next, I think they actually use that as like a a metaphor for the game because they make them all take their shoes off and they that, show yeah. a lot of they show a lot of shots of the shoes sitting there. Yeah. So it's 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 like I, I I think there's a commentary there on yeah this guy took his life but they're doing the same thing by playing this game right. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I didn't even think about any of that. I didn't know about yeah. the uh, the taking the shoes off. Um, this is just I mean this is the. The, the the end of a storyline that I've talked about throughout the entire podcast of I think a sign of a truly excellent TV show is once you finished it go back and look and see like I think almost every good TV show will have a storyline maybe multiple but at least one storyline that is happening throughout the background with characters that don't really in the grand scheme of things matter but that you keep seeing and you by the time the storyline ends, it's stuck with you for whatever reason, whether it's a background storyline that's like funny or impactful or like sad and as this one is. But I just when I think of how good this show is, I think of how well they pulled off this just this story about this husband and wife in in the background of everything else. And how impactful yeah. and incredibly it works with with such little screen time. So moving on from that, the next game is going to start immediately after they realize this this person has died. So we have sixteen players left, and we we are shown two different rooms. One is a room that we've kind of seen before, the white room with the, where they get ready for the next game kind of deal. And there are sixteen vests on sixteen mannequins in this room. And the other room is where the VIPs are sitting, and it's this almost rainforesty type viewing area where there are painted men and women as furniture, naked painted men and women as furniture, and these guys are drinking scotch and smoking cigars, and they have a viewing screen it where is- they're watching... It's a it, it's a it's such a cool set visually to look at. 
It's also mm-hmm. just such a fucking like. It, it, it's such an extravagant like fuck you <laughs> like. Right. It's 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 insane. Yeah, the, there's one woman in particular who's painted, and she's leaning behind the couch so one of the VIPs can use her breasts as pillows. It, yeah, it's um, ridiculous. One's leaning down as like a footstool. Like it's ridiculous how uh-huh. like. It's like, who would agree to do this for money? You know what I mean? Like, it's just very extravagant. And they ask to be revealed the game, and the front man reveals a model of the game, and they go, well, what is this? And we get the big reveal in a little bit. But first, we have our contestants. They're They're told to choose one of the vests. They don't reveal what the deal with the vest is. Uh, but please go down and pick a vest. And the first one to pick a vest is our Jesus man. who He goes up to vest number six and he says, on the sixth day, God created man. And, and that's why he's picking number. And he will be free of sin just like then, you know, it's like, okay, fuck this guy. You're, and then yeah. another guy takes lucky number seven. And then there's a rush to get all the middle numbers. And then there's four numbers left on each side. And what's really strange about the VIPs to me is they kind of do this like, commentary on the happenings that's like you know it it feels like that they like i know it's not the reason it's written this way but it feels very pandering and it's like oh just in case you don't understand what's happening this is what's happening like the guy like there's one guy in particular that's like ah yes pick the middle numbers because then you'll be safe in the pack and they're like having it it's like a conversation but it's such a unnatural conversation that it feels like they're like just describing what happens and it drives me nuts. I almost wonder if it's like commentary on like, uh, on, uh, like internet commentators on like the people on YouTube, like like on this show itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, maybe they're making fun of us, dude. (laughs) This show is making fun of us. It might be, it it drives me nuts and they do it like two more times. Yeah. During this, this segment alone. Where, you know, Gihan doesn't know what to pick. And so he starts walking over to the front and then goes, wait, maybe I don't want to go first. And then every, like, Sangwoo and others pick the last, there are three of the last four jerseys. Uh-huh. And then someone picks the other, the other, the very like, last two, three, one. And four jerseys. So oh, there's yeah. two left. And then they go, ah, oh, you, you don't want to be first in a game like this, a kill, a death game. Well, you don't want to be last either. You could run out of time. Like, they, it's yeah. like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and like, also, the what makes this worse is like Gihan has this inner monologue where he's trying to decide which it is, right? Uh huh. And he's going to pick the first vest, and then this man comes up, number ninety six, who the guy that bet on sixty nine is now bet on ninety six because <laughs> well, why not, right? <laughs> and this is when they finally tipped their hand to which side would be the better side to be on because yeah. the uh, the 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 guy who bet on him was like. Don't do it, you fucking idiot. You yeah, know? yeah. And because that means going first. Yeah. And so he asked Gihan, he's like, I've never taken control of my life. I've always waited. And now, now I want to take control. Can I please have number one? And Gihan's just like, uh, sure, you know, whatever. I so really love that speech, by the way. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it really it's works. Good. Well, and it's it's perfect for this kind of like entertainment where it's yeah. like bleak and, and dark. It's like, so this guy does what he thinks is the right thing 
uh-huh. for once in his life, and it turns out to be the worst thing he could have possibly yeah. done. But at least he went out taking charge of his, you know. Yeah, I don't think he'd agree with you, Sean. No, I don't think he would. You're probably right. Uh, I don't think he'd agree with you at all. <laughs> uh, not to prove the VIP or the writers right in their depiction of the VIPs, but uh, Mike, you know, in this kind of game of high and low numbers, where where are you going with it? You know, what is what is your play? Assuming all the well, middle you know, numbers, Sean, assuming all the middle numbers have been taken, if all the middle numbers are gone, I'd probably want to be at the back of the pack. Yeah, you think well, so? Well, Mike, you know you'd be last to go and maybe you could possibly run out of time ah yes but going first is not where you want to be in a death game sean you don't <laughs> want to be the first person to go because you're going to be the guinea pig for everybody else i'd also want to go last yeah i would too fuck the fuck going first. <laughs> why the fuck would you want to go first uh unless you thought that 16 meant you were going first but what in what world would that make sense you know what you know? in this that world would, that would just be a cruel trick that this, would just be a cruel uh, trick uh, I would have put it past him. Yeah. Well, especially, especially after what they just did with the, uh, with the marble game. That's true. That's true. So they're revealed to walk out to this enormous set. Um, and the, the curtain for the VIP, the screen raises and the curtain for the VIP open so they can watch the action live. And it's like a ginormous circus tent with a bridge of glass platforms suspended high in the air. And basically, there's two glass panels on each side, and they have to choose which one is the tempered glass, because that is the one that can hold them, plus maybe another person, where the regular glass will not hold anything. And I really like this game, Sean. I think this is one of the best games of the whole. This this might be the best game in it, the show. It's really good. Yeah, I, I have my strategy for this, but I'm going to save it, because somebody in the show does it. Okay, okay. So, basically, they have 16 minutes to make it across, and I love the look, the guy that picked the number one jersey, (laughs) when he realizes that he's going first, and he turns to Gihan, and Gihan's kind of like, well, I'm so sorry, dude, but, you know, he's so (laughs) wide-eyed. Yeah, no, no, no takesy-backsies, dude, you gotta, this is you now. (laughs) So, he actually gets the first one right, which is pretty incredible. But what I also another part I love about before he takes the step, everybody's like, come on, hurry up. You're wasting time. Yeah. And then he picks the first one. Right. And they all flip. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah. Nice job. OK, do it again. Nice job. Because they know the farther he gets, yeah. the farther they get. Right. And uh, I just love how quickly they flip. Yeah. Like, it, it made yeah. me laugh the second time watching it. They do that a so lot during second, this episode. They do. His second jump isn't so successful. Yeah, and no. He falls through the glass God, and dies. That sound design mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. uh, just the because every time it happens, and even though I know it's coming on the second watch through, it still like spooks me when mm-hmm. the sound when the glass breaks and you just hear that thud. It's how sudden it is. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. Um. And this happened, something does happen a little bit before this, and the only reason, again, I remember this is because I have a, a note written down about it, but uh, one of the VIPs starts to take a liking to... to um, yeah, we actually didn't mention this. Junho takes... Junho, um, yeah. He captures one of the uh, servers and takes their uniform, and he puts his phone in his sleeve recording, which I have two questions about this, Sean. Okay. One... Wouldn't it stop recording the moment you touched it with like your wrist? Um, 
Maybe if it's a typical turn, like iPhone type situation, turn right? the screen off. Will it still record? Though? I think it will. I think you can record with your screen off. Hold on, I have to test this right now. This is a good. This is good. This is good audio content. Okay, right. so I hit record. I hit, maybe I'll post this in the episode. My, this recording of my filthy desk. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I had some food tonight. Anyway. Okay, I'm gonna it put does it against not, my wrist. It does not uh, keep recording if you turn the screen off. Okay, but I did touch it to my wrist, and it did not stop recording. I also feel like that would be really hard unless you had the just the perfect amount of tightness on your on your cuffs. It would be very hard to hold your phone there. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, my second question is. What kind of battery does this man have on his phone? <laughs> That's a good question. Because he's been there for days, a, and this fucking thing can just record for hours on end. You know. That's a good point. I, hmm. he's got he's got the new iPhone that we don't even have yet. He's that. All right, and and here's the part of the show where I gotta go. I this is something I I don't like, and it's it's not exclusive to this show. It's just a trope that really bothers me in a lot of media. And it's the trope of the elderly, extravagant, rich man who's bad. And one of the ways that we're going to show you that he's, you know, a, a man that of debauchery and, and, and uh, gluttony or whatever is, oh, he has a thing for, for, for other, for younger, younger men. It's, it's something I that, agree it is a trope. It, I, I don't know that that's the, I don't know. I mean, that he's that's the guy with the titty for. pillow. I, I don't, he's the guy with yeah, the titty pillow. Yeah. So I feel like it's not just young men. I feel like just young men are what's there. And, and uh, again, I don't think that's what this show I don't think that's what they were going for, but I think that it was close enough to hit the trope. And maybe it's just something that yeah. I'm more sensitive to because I hate it so much and I just uh it it really 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 bothers me. It's a holdover from like kind of like like I like Dune does it. Like uh, the book Dune does it a lot mm-hmm. and it really bothers me. Uh and this doesn't do it it's not nearly as bad as other examples. It's just when I was watching it, uh, I it was so, I couldn't not think about it, uh, and that's not. I don't want to say that's a problem of the show, but it's something that I didn't like. And since we're kind of reviewing the show, like I want to point out things I didn't like. Yeah, for sure. And for so, sure. well, I I don't know that I would say like this is a criticism I have of the show because I'm not sure that that's what they were aiming for but i think that they might have unfortunately stumbled into it at least uh from my viewing yeah well and i guess we should probably just finish what junho did just so we can Uh go back to the game and and not jump back and forth a bunch but basically he's taking liking to junho he makes him sit with them first he says it's because the scotch but then you can tell he's very like into junho yeah he's like beautiful eyes he wants him to take off his mask, and Junho, being the smart boy he is, goes, you know, I, uh, they'll kill me if I do that. And he goes, well, I'll kill you if you don't. And he says, bring me somewhere private, and I'll do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And so they go to his room. He's, I believe the line is, you have five minutes to please me, and I'll change your world. And he gets naked, and he's disgusting. 
He's gross. Uh huh. He has those. He has those weird fat people dimples in his ass. <laughs> He's not caked. Let's just say that, okay? And. Junho does the power move, the alpha move. <laughs> yeah. And he reaches up and he grabs his fucking balls and starts squeezing. I, I don't know. Go- I don't know who in the world. Like, there are very few people in this world that have that power inside of them. Dude, it's an alpha move. It's it's if an omega move. If some if some dude's trying to make me suck his dick, dude, I'm not doing it. I'm grabbing the balls. <laughs> all right. I'm I'm squeezing the fuck out of them boys. Cause I know what that feels like. It's not good. You ever been kicked in the balls, Sean? It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Imagine squeezing. I don't wanna mm-hmm. I don't wanna imagine mm-hmm. it. So he says, you know, satisfy me in five minutes and I maybe let you live. And he starts recording and he yeah. says, Tell me everything about the game. Yeah. And interestingly enough. We don't see anything he says. Well, yeah, no, because there's two more episodes. <laughs> right. We don't see anything he says. And then later, you know, the front man gets suspicious of what's going on, sends a guard to the room. The guy's passed out. And the front man goes to chase after him, sees him leaving the secret tunnel. And Why do you think he knew to go there? Because he goes directly to the tunnel that I guess maybe he's just like, that's this is the only way he could possibly well, be going. I think he put together that this person, Junho, yeah, was after information about this situation because he's a cop, right? Mm-hmm. And so he probably's like, well, he's probably trying to escape the island now that he has the info we need. And they right? know that they that he's been down there, so they know that he has the uh, he knows where that tunnel goes, you know. Exactly. So he sees him. Uh, Junho escapes with the uh, the diving gear. And they they send a they have a tracker on it, so they send a boat out, and the front man's on the boat, and Juno comes out of the water, and he's near an island. But I, I my question for you on this is, he's still very far away from this fucking island. Yeah, he got far. Like that is a lot of swimming. Hey man, he's a cop. He's a sexy cop boy. I I guess man, I saw that in the, when I was watching the episode today, and I was like, holy shit, how does he get over there? He's a sexy cop man. I guess so. Anyway, that ends his and that ends the episode, but we're gonna jump back into the game because we we have more to cover there. So, uh, first guy goes down like we talked about. Second guy goes down, a couple jumps later, and then the third guy decides to do the mathematical equation. Yeah, that's of a what smart his man. Odds are to make it all the way through. Yeah. And it's one in thirty two thousand seven hundred and sixty eight. Yeah, he did the he used the time stone to look into the future. Well, I was just gonna say, isn't that like the shiny odds Pokemon <laughs> without the shiny it stone? It must be, right? It I think must it is. Be. <laughs> that sounds so familiar to me. I'm like, wait a minute. That's your odds of getting a shiny without like the shiny charm. Because uh, because I, I think that I think with the shiny charm it cuts it to like sixteen thousand, which is like half. So shiny Pokemon, it, it, uh, googling it, it immediately just says one in every eight thousand one hundred and ninety-two. That seems that seems too low. No, that that is what it is. You're right. Dang. Although they've cut it in half uh, across the board the last couple generations. What was the number yeah. you said? The number he says is one in thirty-two thousand seven hundred sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's so one. This man, there's one number. 
where you're trying to force a gender in Pokemon, that's one in 24,576. Okay. I just was misremembering. Yeah. So this man had a better chance of finding a shiny <laughs> than making it across this bridge. But he does, he has a pretty interesting strategy here after this. Is he just fucking books it? If I'm him, I think I'm, I'm, I do the same thing. I think that's the yeah. I I knew that's what you were gonna say. Your strategy was you just book it. I think I just fucking go for it. Fuck it. You book it because one, if you're putting lighter steps and faster steps on this glass, and right? if you're jumping, if you're quick jumping enough, with your whole body and landing on this glass, you're going through it, right? Yeah. You're probably still going through it if you're running and one footing it, but I think you could like cheat the system and run along the sides of the rails. That's what I... If not, <laughs> yeah. If you're not jumping in the middle, that glass isn't going to break, right? So my question, one of the questions I was going to ask you was, do you... Because obviously you can't just run along the rails because they're going to fucking shoot you if you do that. Right, but if you're touching but, the glass. But do you jump kind of to the edge where the rail meets the glass? Right. Because it's a risk because you might jump, fuck it up, and fall off. But mm-hmm. you could also just, just like, maybe you do make it across if you're kind of landing half on the rail, half on the glass. And if you're subtle well, enough he, about he it, maybe he kind of did it too. He was notice. kind of doing it, and yeah. then he he falls through. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's the move. But it's anyway, also like if you're in that through. position, you know you're not going to make it. You might as well just fucking get it over with. Right. For sure. For sure. So he falls through, and then player number four gets to a point where he doesn't remember because he ran oh, so fast. Man. And he turns to the woman behind him and says, ma'am, do you remember? And she goes, I think it's the one on the left. And then someone's like, no, it's the one on the right. And then someone else is like, it's the one on the left. And he, he tries to, he takes her word for it and goes, are you sure? And she goes, yeah, it's the one on the left. And he jumps to the left and dies. And she goes, oh, it was the one on the right. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no. And then shortly after that, she goes down. And then they show this. I don't think this, they um, show that she goes down. I think it just cuts. They don't show her. The well, they show bodies. they have the little diorama, okay. and it shows the front man like clicking her off the okay. edge and clicking the thing off. Or I think it's a guard doing it, not the front man. But like they basically they have like a little scoreboard for the guys in the mm-hmm. in the studio watching, and the producers in the studio. Um, yeah, the producers in the studio, and they show this scene of them like lined up in the places they fell, and her fucking brains are coming uh. out of her head. Uh, and and I was like, holy shit! I did not remember that when I watched it the first time. I was like, wow, wow, Song Wu, uh, Saibyuk, and Gihan are the last three, right? And so they're talking. You know, people have made it a certain way, and Gihan says, "Hey, you know, if if they only make one or two each, we'll make it to the end, all mm-hmm. three of us." And Song Wu goes. Well, you don't know that because someone could stall, and we we're we're in danger of running out of time. And then, and then, sure enough, our good friend number two forty four, I believe, the Jesus man, he just starts to pray, sits down and starts praying. And they're like, "What are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Why? Why? You know?" They're all yelling at him, and he just prays harder, <laughs> just like <laughs> just fucking prays harder. <laughs> Just he just like it's like he just doubles down, man. D- 
doubles down on the prayer. And then and fucking what's oh god uh uh and the the the, the mob guy t- talks to the person in front of him. He's like push him off. Yeah, he's like hey, if you don't push him, I'm going to push you. Yeah. So the 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 guy stands up again and I'm trying to remember exactly how it happens. The guy pushes him, right? Yeah. The guy pushes him and then that guy jumps forward to the next one and then goes, please don't push me. And Doc Sue was like, why would I push you? You're the one that's trying to make it so I live. Yeah. And sure enough, he jumps and dies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't make it. And Doc Sue's like, Doc Sue realizes, <laughs> Oh, shit. And so he's, he decides he's not going. He, it, he, everybody will die. Someone else needs to go for him. And the guy behind him is one of the guys who was his lackey at one point, the long-haired guy. Yeah. He's like, come on, man. You're bluffing. And he goes, I'm not bluffing. Uh, 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 you know, in his I'm stupid gonna, voice. I'm going to do it. I'm going to sit here. And then he, uh, number number 212 finally pushes him into Duxu, and he just pushes him off to the side. Yeah, it's fucked he up. They don't even. They don't even get like a progress. Yeah. They don't even get anything out of it. He just pushes them to the side. And that's the point where I'm from the back. I'm like, if you're gonna fucking kill each other, at least find out if the next one's good. Like exactly. Like and also something that happens that I like that I didn't remember. Uh, I I forgot to mention is that Gihan's finally starting to get on a glass plane, oh. and because the person was right on the first one, they're both there, and he freezes because he does not remember. Yeah. Which one it is, and. Saibyuk, you know, being the kind soul she is, goes, it's the left one. It's fine. Get, pull your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh. And then you could tell he, he zones back into what's going on. But, like, it, he's, like, has, like, I I totally identified with that. Because I'm like, yo, maybe I would forget, too. You I, know what 100% I mean? Like, I would. I'd be fucking, uh, yeah. Be like, oh, wait, which one was it? And it's, like, a life or death situation. Yeah. So you're like, well, I don't want to fuck this up. I also, I think that moment's important. I think when... When that happens, and then Gihan looks at her, he's going. It's cementing. I can trust her because yeah, she has sure. nothing to gain from telling him which one it is. He's the last one. Agreed. She's she's she doesn't. It's not like she's waiting on him or anything. You know, all that it is is one more person she's gonna have to play against later on. Right. So like. I think that I think that's also a big moment, I, and I think that's the moment that cements, like for sh- certain, for the rest of the show, I can trust you. Yep, definitely. So, um, two twelve tells Doc Sue that she will go in front of him, and he's like, really? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah. So then she steps on the platform with him, gets in front of him, and turns around and puts a big bear hug on him. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? It? And probably the best thing she does the whole show. And she says, reminds him of the promise she made where she said, if you screw me over, I'll kill you mm-hmm. when they, when they had, she also tells me he's a tiny dick. Yeah, she does. And I love, I love the, um, the subtitle when she says that, like, and then his subtitle, his response is just, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause he's like, no, they know I have a tiny dick. <laughs> um. And she just kind of like suplexes him through the glass in front of them. I love it. It would have been a little awkward if that was the right one, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I was thinking that. Like, how did she know? You know, she they just they then, just then she just rolls on off. there and then roll yeah, over. Yeah. yeah, you know, I I don't know what happens now, there. So she eliminates 
herself and him. Now, what if it's the right one and she pushes like she's like like it's with so much force going down with the both of them that they break the right glass? <laughs> right, like, I would thought about that too. Because like, it's like, wait, what if that was the right one? And you, you broke fuckers, it. Uh, and you broke it. Yeah, I thought about that too. Uh, you know, obviously this is a television yeah, show, yeah. so they wouldn't do that. But so anyway. We have a couple people left. Um, are are three basically people we know, um, and I think there's like two more, and then there's this uh, glassmaker, the best man character in, in the them. whole show, the best character in the show. So they get towards the end, and this glassmaker, he's kneeling down, and Song Wu is the biggest idiot in the history of idiots, and yeah. here's why: because he starts pressuring the guy, and the guy goes, "Hold on, I know what I'm doing," and he goes, "What?" and he goes. I used to work with gra- glass. I can tell by the reflection of the light or the refraction of the light, which is tempered and which is not. Yeah. Right. If Song Wu doesn't say anything to the guy, they all win. Yeah. But because he says that, well, I guess, okay. It's not, that's not entirely true because they, they try to imply that they can just see that this guy's looking at yeah. something and getting through it. Yeah. They but don't I, have I the context like, of that conversation. I don't think. Yeah. I, I, you're right. You're right. But Song Wu's still an idiot. Yeah. He's fuck him. Fuck him. But anyway, this guy gets a few platforms forward and they realize something's going on and they um they look at his file and find out he was a glassmaker. And so uh the front man turns the lights off. Okay. This this for sure is this is a moment where it has to be commentary of like cause there's no fucking reason that they should have done that. Like, there's no reason this guy should not have been well, allowed to use his skills. One VIP mentions exactly. this is no fun. This isn't yeah. about fairness of the game. This isn't about any of that. This is this is not entertaining enough for the people watching. So this I this is a moment 100% where I think that they are fucking, that the people running the show are full of shit on their rules because they're showing that, hey, if it's not entertaining doesn't matter if technically you should be allowed to do this right we're, we're gonna make it entertaining for sure for sure he's wasting a lot of time trying to figure out which one's tempered and which one's not it's the last yeah. two panels and he says hey i can tell by the sound too does anybody have anything they can throw and uh gihan has a marble for some reason well, no they're on the last it's the one, one mark yeah the last two one on each side oh, oh okay okay yes yeah yeah he has a marble, the, the marble that uh, yeah. number one gave him, the last one. And so he throws it, hears it, and goes, well, wait, I need another one because I have to compare them. And Gihan doesn't have another marble, and he can't figure it out. And Song Wu decides, it's time to fucking reveal my true self. Yeah. If I haven't already. And he just jumps forward and shoves the guy. Yeah with the most disdain on his face and just like, fuck you guy, you can't figure this out. And it turns out to be again, the one that would break. Uh-huh. And with literally less than 10 seconds left, all three of our uh, survivors jump to the end. And then when the timer goes off, the rest of the glass plant panels on the bridge explode in this insane slow-mo sequence where you see it's so good. Um, glass everywhere and then shards flying through and cutting our characters on like the cheek and in different places to this crazy um jazzy drum track it is my favorite shot of the entire series 
I just the way the camera pulls back through the three characters' faces as the glass is flying, and you can see little pieces of glasses glass like slowly cutting their cheeks and stuff, and the drum beat is just accelerating as it's you pull from the back. You know what the drum beat reminds me of? What? What's what's the name of that movie with uh, J.K. Simmons in it? Oh, Whiplash. Whiplash. Yes. Yes. It's very Whiplash. Like it is. It is. Then and it's just very. It's very well done and very very like terrifying. Honestly, terrifying. watching these people just get cut up with all this broken glass. It's terrifying. It's awesome. It's uh, incredibly fucking stupid on the people that are running the game's uh, like side. Like you're gonna fucking kill one of the people that won with that. Right. That's that's sure. dangerous as hell. Well, and it's not like they say, "Hey, once you get off the platform, you run through the other room." Move. Yeah. Right. They don't even do that. They just they made the platform. They're like, "Oh, we're good." But yeah, and then we get shots of all three of these characters kind of nursing some wounds. Uh, Gihan seems to have a wound in his arm. Sangwoo just seems to be cut up quite a bit, and we don't see a wound on Saibyuk, but she definitely realizes something's going on with her own body and make kind of gasps um, mm-hmm. and is surprised. So uh, they, they don't reveal what that is this episode, but they will next episode. Yep. And so then it cuts again back to Juno and the whole Island thing that we talked about earlier. And that's the end of the episode. Pretty incredible episode. Very good episode. Even with like the weird characterization of the VIPs, yeah. especially if you, if you see it from your perspective where you think it's a commentary on them, I, I think there is a commentary on them. I just don't think it's all a commentary on them. I think they're just also badly played. <laughs> Probably. Like, I, I think they're also just bad. Um, I think I'm being generous. I also, I, you might slightly be generous, but I'm also probably being not as forgiving about it. I think I think that's somewhere in the middle there. Uh-huh. But yeah, so there's some mystery going on here. Why the host wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot going on in this episode that's not answered. It answers some questions, but leave some open. And we are down to three contestants left out of 456. We're almost there. We only have one game left. But two episodes, and next episode's a short one. Two episodes. Yep, two episodes, one game. So we want to know what your guys' strategy is for um, this Glass Bridge game. Is I guess I haven't thought about this, but what children's game is this supposed to represent? Hopscotch? Uh, I don't know. I, I never really thought about know, it that dude. way because all, all the other ones were supposed to be like children's games. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. Let's see: Squid Game, Glass Game, Kid Game. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I actually. I actually got a response to that. I I love Squid Game, Glass Game, Kid Game. <laughs> Squid Game, Glass Game, Kid Game. Uh, let's see. Some think it's yes, yeah, st- uh, some sort of combination of stepping stones and hopscotch. Some have speculated the game is a larger ver- larger version of Korean chess. Huh? I don't know. Stepping games. Korean chess isn't that just chess? I don't know. Stepping stones is a game played by children where typically cardboard or paper pieces are set out in a path where the players are only allowed to walk on said stepping stones. 
A proctor usually gives a set pattern in which the player can walk that they have to remember, and if they get it wrong, they're punished with a fake shark attack or a consequence that takes them out of the game. So it sounds like it's that. Okay. But to, like, an extreme level. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, who's the MVP of this episode, Sean? I think it's the glass, the glass maker, dude. Yeah? It's either the yeah, glass maker, uh, Yeah, I don't know dude. that they survive without him. I, yeah, I don't know if it's the glassmaker dude or if it's crazy lady for finally going out and taking, uh, uh, taking the mob guy with them. But here's the thing, like their tomfoolery almost killed everybody. I don't care. I'm just happy they're gone. Because like Gihan was like doing on the math. He's like, oh, if they each get one or two, we're fine. But they didn't even do that because they're such idiots. Yeah. But they're also dead now. Uh, I'm going to say the MVP is uh, Glassmaker Guy. I got to go with yeah. you on that one. I got to go with you. He's the MVP, dude. Rest in peace, Glassmaker Rest Man. Rest in peace, dude. We, har- we hardly knew ye. We hardly knew you. Knew you. Knew ye. Knew ye. Knew ye. Knew ye. So anyway, guys, <laughs> tell us your strategies about the glass bridge. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and yeah, yeah, let us know what you think. And I don't know, is there anything else we want to ask the the our, the lovely people? Uh um okay. We have only one game left. What is a game or multiple games? And because we won't have a whole lot to talk about next week because it's a shorter episode, I think this would be a good week to ask this question. What are some other like games you, you'd like to see the extreme squid game version of? Mm, so like in season two, they're bringing yeah. back the games. What, you want to see Foursquare where the ball's a bomb? Oh, God. Or like a tether ball, but the ball has spikes on it. Okay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like what's... Hell yeah. What, what, what kids game do you want to see? Or just golf. Because it's terrible <laughs> and, and boring. It's a never-ending golf course, and they just give yeah. you a gun as well. <laughs> to just <'Cause> golf sucks. <laughs> so you can take your own life. Whoever can last the longest without taking their own life. Yeah, exactly. And no, you, no. You yes, you have to carry your own clubs, and you don't get a golf cart because those are the carrying your own, not carrying your own clubs, and having a golf cart is the best part of golf. And there's no beer. There's nothing. You or just, any kind of alcohol. You just have. You, a, you just have to play golf, yeah. and it's ninety degrees. Well, if you don't, if you don't make par, you die. No, oh, that no, that's too fun. <laughs> you're putting too much at yeah. too much stake in the game of golf. You it's got to be low just, stakes. You just play golf, and you're given a gun to off yourself, and you're ready. Right, and you have to dress like a golfer. That's oh, probably the worst oh. part. I'd probably put my gun in my mouth instantly. <laughs> So yeah. Wow, nice plaid shorts. And I'm like, <laughs> anyway. That's the question I want to see. Sorry, corn. I know yeah. you like golf. I want. I want. What? What? What game do you want to see adapted uh, in in future Squid Games? Or like, maybe next season they don't do any games. Who knows? But like, what is a game you would have liked to have seen? Yeah. Done up to the crazy extreme level, and how? Like, how would you have made it crazy extreme? There are so many good game ideas that you guys have, I bet. Yeah. I'm I'm just like, they're running through my head right now, and I'm like, I don't want to say anymore because I don't want to, like, ruin someone else's good idea, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. But, like, blackjack. (laughs) Just plain blackjack. Oh, like old maid? But the old maid card, like, like explodes? 
Okay, here's one. Okay, so the, you, uh, uh, you're sitting on like a a barge in the middle of like uh, a lake, right? Okay. And there's there's five people at each. There's like five. There's like a bunch of barges, and there's five people at each on each barge. And there's a card table in the middle, and you're playing go fish, right? Uh huh. And it when you tell when someone tells you to go fish, you just go, your fucking seat drops into the fucking lake, and there's piranhas in there. Oh my god! Eat. What about yeah. what about um uh hungry hungry hippos? <laughs> but the hippos eat you? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> fucking yeah, dude. Let's can we have a board game season? <laughs> We're like, oh, it's. Don't wake daddy, and daddy's gonna whoop your ass if you wake him oh up. Oh my god. Operation, but you need to do it on another player. <laughs> well, the doctor already played that. Yeah, in yeah, that's true. We gotta <laughs> stop. We gotta stop. Uh, I wanna hear I wanna hear other people's mousetrap, dude. Oh my god. It's just like a fucking obstacle. Anyway, we wanna hear what you guys think about fun games that would kill people. <laughs> Well, first, follow me on Twitter at SpikeGettyBros and watch us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash SuperSpikeGettyBros and listen to other podcasts that I do, like the Ansem Report podcast. Sean, where can people find you? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. Uh, I, I put uh, the ads of the podcast that I do in my uh, bio, but at Speak Stormlight, that's Speak the Words. It's a Stormlight Archive podcast I do. Currently a Warbreaker podcast I do. But um, it's I I explained to Man, my. What are you? What are you like? Fucking like, got it memorized. You're just changing what the no, podcast so, about every season. No, no, no. Warbreaker is a. It takes place on another world in the Cosmere, but it's a prequel to the Stormlight Archive. There's there's a character in it that is in the second Stormlight book, so we have to do this first because it's yeah. Gonna... And there's a character in Final Fantasy X that's in. But Kingdom there's Hearts a character in Warbreaker that's actually relevant to the Stormlight Archive, and, and there's a character in Twin Peaks and, that's and, and, in. Ah, <laughs> uh, wait a second. <laughs> Anyways, it's Hold a on. it's a podcast where I explain the story of these books uh, to my friend Mango. So, you guys. If you want, this is a good spot to jump in because it's a different world. It's a different cast of characters. It's a different story. It's kind of like a little standalone thing. And I think it's pretty fun. And I think it's entertaining. So you guys should uh, go listen to that. Sean. Yes. I am ready to terminate this episode. I am also ready to terminate this episode. And with that, the majority agrees. And really, it's the entirety, not just the majority. Yeah, dude, we swept it. We swept it. We swept it like it takes two at the Game Awards, man. Let's go. Let's go. It takes two. Anyway, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.